Hi, welcome in to another lake show with a side of snow. We begin snow off and on all day long. News Talk 830-WCCO and producer Christopher Tubbs. He's on the side, too, with the so. Happy to have you here for the next three hours. Looking I'm a great side a piece, lot. Henry. I'm a great, I'm a yeah. great, you know, mm-hmm. just that's I'm sure. my role. That's, that's, that's what she not said. Uh, three hours of him chiming in and cutting me off. When I'm, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We're not in the same room right now. We're not in the same room. So you, you will get a little bit of de- delayed reaction and all that. I'm just having fun at Chris's expense. Uh, with you till 9 o'clock tonight. Matthew Cowler is going to join us at 8 o'clock. NFL free agency talk. Uh, we have plenty of stuff to get into in the NBA, in the NFL, and we're going to start there because some news broke this afternoon with regards to the Minnesota Vikings because that's the football team in this state that everybody loves and everybody cares about, the uh, the team that wears purple. The reports are out because nothing's official yet. There's no official release from the Minnesota Vikings. It's a speculation that we are on the verge of seeing Adam Thielen close to being cut from the Vikings, along with Zadarius Smith asking for his release. Now, we know that already this week, Eric Kendricks was already released. And Eric Kendricks has been the best defensive football player for the Vikings with the last, what, four or five years at least? Just a dominant linebacker. I thought I thought five years ago was underrated. Like, Eric Kendricks was just a, a man amongst boys. The drop-off last year, I think many people noted, but how much of that was Ed Donatel's scheme? How much of that was the fact that, you know, he's with a new defensive coordinator, and and that's probably part of the reason why he um didn't play to the same level. Because I'll say this. Let, let's go back a couple of years ago, Chris, and I want your perspective on this. We're talking about Kendricks before we get back to Thielen and, and Smith. Remember when Eric Kendricks was balling out and then he had the calf injury a couple of years ago? Yes. Yeah. When 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 he had that calf injury and he was on the sideline watching, how noticeably different was the Vikings defense? Like they were a shell of themselves. Oh yes. They they were you could tell that they were missing a big part of that defense when Eric Kendricks was out. No no question about it. So so Kendricks, I think that's a loss. Now, you knew that it was going to have to happen because of the money and because of the cuts, and we know that we're going to lose players, and you know that you're going to lose not only players but good players Okay, that make a lot of money. So Kendricks, I'm saddened by it, but we saw it coming. Adam Thielen, we saw this coming. Now, now there's it's nothing's official yet. They're saying in the coming days this could happen. And I, I think, Chris, with this, the coming days – I think that that is trying to see if we can work something out to maybe there's a restructure or a drastically reduced um, salary for him to stay. I, I just I don't know what the I think that has to be the only reason why you would wait a couple of days if this is leaking out like that. Because look, you're going to take a cap hit with him any way that you look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are going to take a cap hit. Adam Thielen still has something left in the tank. And my former radio station, 610 Sports Radio, they called me a couple hours ago. And they they wanted my take on Thielen and Smith. 
And I said to them about Thielen, Thielen still has something left in the tank. I do believe that. But it all depends on what is his role. Like, what are your expectations for Adam Thielen? Yeah. Adam Thielen no longer is a one, okay? Uh, Adam Thielen is still a two, but, like, what level of two are we talking about? Because he's going to have some nagging injuries. How much are you willing to give Adam Thielen at this point in his career? Um, for the Vikings, it makes sense. Because when you're talking about a guy, the injuries are racking up, and he's got a massive contract. Because that, that, that didn't make sense a year ago. It really didn't. For you to tack on all that money for Adam Thielen, and it didn't even make sense to tack on all that money for Harrison Smith, who's up there in age two. But Adam Thielen, hometown guy, um, if he is indeed leaving, he's going to be missed because truly one of the great Minnesota Vikings that we've seen, and uh, specifically at the wideout position. But it does make sense. I, I, I mean, Adam Thielen at this particular point is going to give away some targets to K.J. Osborne, because K.J. Osborne right now I think is the number two. Yeah, to me it all depends on what role is Adam Thielen willing to accept. Because, and I think Adam himself, you know, objectively would be able to look at, you know, look at his role right now and say that he's not the same player he was, you know, three, four, five years ago. He's still a fantastic route runner, still has great hands. And in the right system, in the right role, I absolutely believe that he could have a, you know, a little mini resurgence. Uh, the thing is, you know, he's taken so many hits as well over his career. I mean, how many times did he get hurt, you know, over the last yep. couple of years? He went down and you're like, that looked bad. I mean, you thought he was going to be out yes. for a longer period of time. So I, I worry about Adam Thielen's health long term. But at the same time, if he feels like he can, he, the role that he wants, if he wants an extended role in this offense, it isn't going to be there right now because things are changing. But yeah, if you go to a, a Kansas City, he'd be a great fit there because he's a great possession receiver, a great compliment to a Sky Moore or a, a Kadarius Tony. I mean, the, there are different ways that the proper offense can use Adam Thielen and, and, you know, maybe not play as many snaps because that, you know, that minimizes also the opportunity to risk for some injuries. I'm with you. And I totally agree about just the role of Adam Thielen. Like, I think he still has some juice, but his role has to be different. Yes. Yes. He, absolutely. He, he's, he's taking a lot of hits. And to, and to me, if, if, if you're an organization out there and you are expecting Adam Thielen as a one or a two, you're going to be disappointed because the how many games this season did we see Adam Thielen take a shot and you're like okay is he gonna is he gonna finish the game I thought he because was dead he's hop, yeah yeah because he's hopping off the field that was like literally like almost every game yeah so so there's no question that Adam Thielen's a gamer like he's a gamer he's gonna get out there he's gonna take big big shots he's gonna score touchdowns he's gonna do all of that but I think at this particular point from a salary perspective. You have to do what's right by the organization. Also, Zadarius Smith, he sees the writing on the wall. He's asking for his release. Now, it hasn't been given yet because they're still trying to figure some things out. And according to another tweet from a Dove uh, Kleiman, he says running back Dalvin Cook has reportedly also received a trade offer from another team. Um, so I don't know what that mm. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Qu quite frankly. I would keep Dalvin Cook because I – who are you going to have as your running back? It's not going to be Tyson Chandler. And then also um, our backup, Alexander Madison, is a free agent. 
Yeah, it, so what to, are we doing there? To, to me, I'm less inclined to keep Dalvin Cook. Not you know because I mean all of the numbers that I saw, and Matthew Collar can break this down, you know, better than, than I can. I yep. think I got some of this from uh, one of his columns, but just in terms of the expected yardage that Dalvin Cook could, you know, should be able to obtain in a certain scheme, like he has digressed greatly. And and here's another thing that Kevin O'Connell comes from that Sean McVay mold that you don't have to have a feature running back like we've seen the last couple of years. You but you have to have a running back, and who is that? Well, I, I feel you can go out and you can get a running back off the street almost as much as you can get any position off the street. I'm not too worried about who's going to take over that backfield. If you can re-sign Alexander Madison and, you know, and, and trade a Dalvin Cook, I feel like the options are going to be there for the Vikings more so with, with you know, if, if you decide to move on from Dalvin Cook in some way. I can live with you telling me re-sign Alexander Madison and move forward. I can live with that. I got no issue with that. That's up to Alexander Madison. Well, and, and, that, like, and that's, like, and that's like, the like thing. If, if, if he wants to stay and take whatever amount of money, because there's other teams out there that are going to pay him. that are He's going to get offered more money from other teams. So it all boils down to Alexander Madison. But what I can't take is, because I can take that when you say that, I can't take, well, we're just going to go grab a guy. Like, no, no, no. We need to specifically be looking and targeting guys, and we need to identify what type of talent we're going to have. For people to just say, well, we can just plug one guy in there, Nah, man, I, I'm not. I ain't rolling like that. Because if that is indeed the case, when star running backs go down, you mean to tell me that any other team out there that just can just trot a guy out there? Not every team can do that. Well, not every not every team has Some to. Some teams I, can. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, again, I can I can look at uh, you know, let's go to Kansas City. Perfect example: Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's uh, you know he gets injured. Then you you plug in a late round rookie, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, then you get Jarek McKinnon. You know, and neither one of those guys is a three down back. You don't have to have that three down back anymore. You know, like a Dalvin Cook, like a Saquon Barkley. I, I mean, the Titans are shopping Derrick Henry, who is one of the best running backs in the league. So yeah, but I, hold on, hold on, hold on. But Jarek McKinnon is a known quantity, right? Coming off the injury, that's a good pickup for them. I give you that. The the the, the uh, Pacheco deal, that was a guy that they grabbed, that they identified, that they developed, but he wasn't the guy to start the year. Edward Solaire was their guy. He ended up getting injured. He ended up being not so productive. So that was so I guess my point is is that they had a vision for what they wanted and the Pacheco part they lucked into. Their plan at the beginning of the year was not that Pacheco was going to be the well, monster. Well, no, that he but, but you, being. but you, you can have a plan for the Vikings without yes. da- without Dalvin Cook. Like you can, they can already have. And I'm you sure have to, that, yeah, you have to, and I'm sure they probably have several scenarios that you know. I, I mean, I don't know what Dalvin Cook is going to fetch in a trade. I mean, what like a six round pick. I mean, I, I don't know. The value for Dalvin Cook right now, to me, it just isn't it, – it, it wouldn't be worth exploring a trade. But, I mean, at this point, everything's on the table. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'd love to get your reaction. Me and Chris are debating it, but I also want to talk a little bit more about the Zadarius Smith situation. Would you grant him the release? I, to be honest with you, I would. I like Zadarius Smith. I thought he was good for the Vikings this year, but I would walk away. I'll tell you why. Coming up next year on a Lake Show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. That's myself, Henry Lake. I'm the host, producer Christopher Tubbs. Love to get your reaction. 651-461-9226. We're talking Minnesota Vikings football. We'll talk Kirill Kaprizov next segment. But we're talking about the Vikings and the news breaking earlier today. Adam Schefter was tweeting about it, saying that essentially Adam Thielen on his way out uh, and that Zadarius Smith also um, asking for his release and essentially he's going to be out too with the Minnesota Vikings. And let's talk about the the latter, okay, Zadarius Smith, because we talked about Thielen, and I wish Adam Thielen nothing but the best. Uh, but I saw this coming because of just the, the massive contract he's had and the amount of hits that he's taken, and he's up there in age, and I think the Vikings, it, it is time. But Smith was here for one year, and he was like your big offseason signing, and now you're thinking about moving away from him immediately? And I know that some people will say, that seems weird and that seems dumb. I actually agree with this, if this is indeed what what can be done. Because in the, this is the reason why I agree with it, Chris, so hear me out for a second, because I, I want your opinion on this. Zadarius Smith, good football player. He's a guy that's a shot in the arm. Like, like he's going to get after it. He's, gonna, he's a set-the-tone guy. Right, aggressive, get out to the quarterback. Like he's, he was impactful for the for the Vikings. Here's the butt. He, he was feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith was feast or famine. Zadarius Smith. He ended up with in the first. I want to say he got eight of his sacks in like five games. Early on, or maybe maybe it was like six games early on in the season. So so when we start talking about impact, yeah, in the, in, after 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 seven games, he had eight and a half sacks. So you mean to tell me in the rest of the season he had one and a half sacks? It was it was feast or famine. He had two sacks against the Dolphins. He had three sacks against Arizona. He had a, a, a sack in the first two weeks. He had a sack against Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia week two. Uh, he had a great game against Green Bay week one. But, man, look at the final month and a half of the season for Zadarius uh, Smith. You couldn't find it with a flashlight. And it's not to say that he didn't have good games. But in terms of uh, sack totals, they weren't there. 
So so you can look at that 10 sack and say, yeah, he had double-digit sacks. But, yeah, he damn near had double-digit sacks <laughs> through the first mm-hmm. seven or eight weeks of the season. So I could – if they were, if he was no longer on this team, I wouldn't shed a tear. I, I think if the Vikings were not gearing towards this rebuild that I think fans are – I think fans are willing to embrace this direction. I think fans want to see this direction. As much as it might suck to see long-term favorites, you know, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Dalvin, whoever, like – we're starting to see these guys, you know, go on to other pastures. But Zadarius Smith, you're right. I mean, he came over here, and I feel like they paired him with the idea that he and Daniil Hunter were going to be these two edge guys, meet at the quarterback, and they go from there. It, it didn't work out to maybe the extent that they wanted. And now, if I'm if I'm the Vikings, I absolutely consider, you know, granting him a release. Number one, you're going to enter a new phase in terms of the, the rebuild. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's a rebuild. And I think you're not doing Zadarius Smith a service by asking him to be a part of it. And then he's also taking up the, the salary because, yeah, you do look at the salary that's due – you know, in 2023, 2024, I mean, these are, you know, ridiculous, you know, cap hits, 15 million, uh, you know, 15 and a half in 2023, but you can get out of it, you know, with, you know, 3 million in dead money, 21 million, uh, a cap hit in 2024. So to me, it, it, it just makes sense that you move on from Zadarius Smith. Well, I agree with you. I slightly disagree, though, about the rebuild part. And, and this is the only reason why I say it's not necessarily a rebuild, okay? I can't, me personally, I can't call it a rebuild when you've got the best wide receiver on planet Earth and you've got a good quarterback on your team. Kirk Cousins, J.J., that connection alone makes it not a rebuild. I know that there are parts of your team that need to be shored up. I know that there are parts of your team that is lacking. But those guys alone will give you a chance and so I, I'm leaning that they're not in a rebuild quite yet. A rebuild is is you got JJ, your defense needs to be restored, and you've got like a rookie quarterback or or a, you know somebody that's not Kirk Cousins. What, 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 I mean, what would you call it then, though? Because they're, they're moving on from a lot of these older players, shedding the salary and and starting to restock this roster. I mean, if if it's not a rebuild, then I mean, what, what do is we this call a makeover? It? A is makeover. this a makeover? Is this a makeover? Is this a makeover? Because you won a division last year. Like you won a division last year. And I'm not I'm not saying that when you lose talent that that you don't account for the lost talent and you you don't acknowledge the lost talent. I agree with that. But my point is is that I'm not when when you have the some of the talented guys that they have on this roster, I can't view them as rebuild mode yet. And you know why? Cuz the Bears still aren't as good as they are. Detroit Everybody thinks they're coming. You got to prove it to me. You're the line still, and Green Bay might not have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, to, to me though, when I say rebuild, I'm I'm not you know talking about bottoming out. You know, like Philadelphia did a couple of years okay. ago. You know, when I say the rebuild, yeah, you've got people you can you know you can build around Justin Jefferson. Absolutely, the one guy that you want to build that offense around. There's no question. Hell, you could say you want to build the franchise around him, and and I would have no problems with that. You do have some pieces in place, but you you do have to churn over a good majority of that roster if you can stay competitive and not bottom out. 
Because if you bottom out, there's no guarantee that you get out of that funk like we've seen the Bears, like we've seen the Browns, you know, like we've seen a lot of these teams. Uh, if the Vikings, you know. But those are true rebuilds. Those are rebuilds, though. The Browns rebuild. They weren't, they weren't makeovers because the Browns weren't good. The Bears were bottoming out. The Bears absolutely bottoming, bottoming out because they didn't have an offensive line and they went drafted a quarterback. So the, to me, those are rebuilds. Okay. And I think that's the reason why I say, I think, I think it's different here. You okay. see what I'm saying? Cause like, you're, you're right. Like we got to do something different. We got to do something different. But it's different from, it's yes, it's different from what those other teams had to do. Like for instance, who else would I look at and I say they are an absolute rebuild? Um, another team that you would have to say went through a rebuild. You'd have to go ahead and say that the, the Jets were a rebuild. Now, now they're starting to get better, but they were rebuilding, right? The, 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 the Jets think, have been I rebuilding think... since Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The Seahawks, the, the Seahawks actually last year, I don't think that they thought that they were going to be that good. Like when they trade away Russ, they're like, okay, yeah, we're looking for, they were looking forward to this year when they, you know, they get some draft picks and yeah. all this other stuff. Where, Gino was much better than anybody expected, and and that and that's the thing though that you, you don't you, you don't have to completely gut it. Last year, I would have said gut it, start over, and and you know go from there. But this year, they exceeded expectations substantially by winning the division and and winning it handily. And I mean, were they lucky? I think they were lucky. Absolutely. You, you don't go eleven and zero in one score games and don't have a rabbit's foot or a, you know a, a you know four leaf clover somewhere. But to me, you know, if they could fall into that Seahawks where, yeah, you're churning that roster over and you're, you're trying to take some yep. of that money and reallocate it and you're, you know, you can still, you know, be competitive, then that's, that's great. We do have a couple of text messages here, like from the Cities One Plumbing okay. Talk and Text Line. Uh, neither one of you is talking about what makes the difference except Smith. You can't outscore teams without good defenses. We need a defensive upgrade, especially linemen, along with the off the uh, offensive linemen. They will get Cousins hurt eventually. That's from Tim in Lyon County. That's the uh, the first one. And and that's part of just, to me, th- that's part of developing but some that's, more offensive but, but hold on. Yeah, go ahead. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But real quick, real quick, to j- just to address the texter. That's not the news of the day. And that's not breaking news. The breaking news is not we have to do a better job of protecting Kirk Cousins because we know that. Like, we we know that. We we know that he's been durable, but we know eventually he's going to get hurt. So, yes, protect your quarterback. That's the that's not the news flash for all NFL teams because every NFL team knows protect your quarterback. The news flash of the day is that Adam Thielen and Zadarius Smith, those two in particular, might not be here. Yeah, and, and, and I mean this. You know, again, it, it's taken some of these resources and you know reallocating them to different parts of the defense. Ones that'll work with Brian Flores and uh, another one here, kind of talking about the terms. You know, you're what? What did you use it? A, a makeover? Is that what you? The term that you used? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, you, said, you said makeover. I said rebuild. And uh, somebody else on the text line, proper term, remodeling. So uh, we're, remodeling. we're not we're, we're not going to burn it down to the studs, but you know we're a little bit and more, see, and that's, a little bit more than rearranging and, the furniture. And, and I love what the texture said there in terms of uh, how they how they how they remodeling. Right. I love that because we're, we're, I think that we're all kind of saying the same thing. We just all kind of view it a little bit differently. Like when I think of a traditional rebuild, I'm thinking of 
you're tearing it down. Burn like it when, down, when, when, when man. They, Burn when, it down. When they talk about the when they talking about uh, trust the process with Joel Embiid, Philadelphia was in bad mm. shape. The Sixers were in bad shape. That's that was a rebuild. Right? So that was the reason why I was thinking of it like that. You didn't really mean it that way, so I just kind of I fancied it up and said makeover, and the texture said remodel. We're all basically saying the same thing. Because to me, you can't if, – if you are going from the mindset of we're rebuilding and we just won 13 games, oh, you're screwed. <laughs> yes. You're screwed. Yeah, yeah. You're screwed. I, yeah, I, that, I agree. I think, you know, they're they're not in the worst shape. They, they could be in a whole lot worse. But, I, and again, before we, we go to break, I mean, think about if you're a Vikings fan, you got to be excited about this, right? Because they, they see that you can't just keep going along with the same thing. You can't keep running it back. Like, I feel like we're starting to see a new direction. And when you bring in a new head coach and a new general manager, that's what you want. So, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because we're going to see this roster take a different shape. Let's see what happens. Yep. All right, uh, we'll get back to some Minnesota Vikings football a little bit later uh, and get to some some of your phone calls if you'd like to chime in on this topic. But coming up next, you're talking about bad shape. Last night, the Wild win, but they also lose. Kirill Kaprizov out for almost a month with a lower body injury. We discuss that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show on the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Going to talk some Minnesota Wild hockey here for a segment. Before we do, I think there's one more text that we'll address uh, via the text line. If you want to text into the show, the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line is 651-461-9226. Uh, what did the texter have to say, Chris? Yeah, this goes to our Justin Jefferson conversation. I, I think when we were talking about, you know, he's going to be the face of the franchise, and, and he's kind of the one. He already that, is. Yeah, the, he's the one that you have to make sure that you placate him and you make sure that, that he's comfortable here. Uh, we do have one more from the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. You don't build around a uh, receiver. If you don't have a quarterback to throw the ball, you don't have a receiver. You don't what? Well, hold on. F- first off, we do have a quarterback. His name is Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is elite, okay? Not saying that, but he's good enough. Like, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, okay? And, I, and I've always said that about, about Kirk Cousins. He is... He's legit. But you you can't build around a whiteout at all? Now now I'm I'm not saying yes you can. Okay, you, you can build around a wide receiver. Okay? And it but it it's it's not about just one guy though. Like you can have great teams with that superior wideout, but yes, you're gonna need a quarterback. Yes, you're gonna need some form of a running game, and yes, you're gonna need probably a stout defense. But you can't build around having a good. I mean, who was the MVP of the Super Bowl when uh, the LA Rams won? Cooper Cup. Okay. Ha, 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 let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Do you think that do you think that a team could build around um, around gosh a Calvin Johnson yes. when he was elite? Yeah, I, I did, mean, I, now, I, now, now, did, now, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. That's why he retired early. Is because Detroit didn't. But when you have elite guys like that, like Hall of Fame esque type guys, of course you can build around them. I man. think the, I on, think the now. I think the Bengals right now are are doing the same thing with Jamar Chase. 
I mean, you, you do not have a guy like Justin Jefferson and make him a complimentary piece. Like To me, to get the most out of Justin Jefferson, it's like Randy Moss. I mean, you've got to make sure this guy is a featured part of the offense, and absolutely you've got to have a quarterback to get him the ball. That's why I think if you, know, if you do look to move on from Kirk Cousins in the next couple of years, you absolutely have to have a plan in place, and, and you have got to be able to execute that because – Otherwise, if, if you have an average quarterback with a guy like Justin Jefferson, guess what? Justin Jefferson, he, he, you don't get the most out of him, and you're wasting his talents. And, 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 and first off, when you have a supreme talent at wideout, that's the game changer, okay? Just ask the Philadelphia Eagles, and they brought A.J. Brown in there. A.J. Brown lit it up this year. He was the game changer, and he made Jalen Hurts a better quarterback. You know who made Josh Allen a better quarterback? Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Yep. I mean, come on now. So, so yes, you have to have that, that stud guy, and I'm not saying it's not on the quarterbacks, too, because Jalen Hurts is good, all right? Josh Allen's good. But I'm not going to sit here and act like Kirk can't get him the football. Kirk can get him the football. Oh, he, he can't. Not, he can't. He's not elite. He's not elite. I, I give you that. He's not elite. He's good. He, he's he's yeah. not a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl for you. And ultimately, that's the goal is to win a Super Bowl. All right, so we got bad news. The bad news is that Kirill Kaprizov potentially can miss three to four weeks because of a lower body injury. Okay, And that's, that's how the NHL, they'll, you know, that's how they describe these injuries, right? Lower body, upper body, whatever. You could be decapitated, um, and they would say, oh, you're out with an upper body injury. That's how the yep, NHL it, works. Yeah, it was an awkward check in Wednesday night's win, and he's going to be gone for a while, and, and, and they beat uh, Winnipeg last night. All right, so th- this is terrible news, like like absolutely terrible news, because Kirill Kaprizov is the equivalent of if Anthony Edwards gets injured, or if Justin Jefferson gets injured, it's all diseased. It's all bad, right? That like that's that is the equivalent of it. Is 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 because he is part of the big, the big four. Because because I have because when we think about the Mount Rushmore right now of young guys mm-hmm. of young guys, JJ's there, Ant's there. Yep, I think I think Kirill's there. And I think that most people would look and put Buxton there. Yes, I, I, I would too. I mean, we, we are lucky in this market to have all of those young stars. And yeah, I will put Buxton in there to have all these guys at the same time. So you, you can definitely make the comparison that, you know, losing one of them is equivalent to losing somebody else in another sport. Yeah. And so, so this is, this is the part that sucks. Okay. Because he's your all star guy, right? He's had a hand in 41% of the team's goals this season, according to the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. That's a massive hit, man. And and this is the other thing about this, okay? It's not just the fact that he's injured, he's going to miss time, and and all that. Like, this sucks for all of the fans of the state of hockey and how the game is played. He's the reason why you pay to go to the X and watch the Wild play. He is. Now, now, you're going to go support the team regardless, but he's the reason why you're paying top dollar for those tickets. Like, he, he's the game changer. Well, he, he is. He is, absolutely. And, I mean, you've got like five weeks to, you know, to, to, to figure out what you're going to do before the playoffs. I will say right now, in the last 10, you look at the run that the Wild are on. 
I feel like, Henry, they've been able to bank some points and they've been able to move themselves into a tie with Dallas in the Central Division with 81 points. So they've given themselves a little bit of a cushion. It's not like, you know, missing Kirill Kaprizov and you're like, well, guess what? We're on the fringe of the playoffs, but we're not going to make it now. The Wild are, are in a good position to make the playoffs. I feel at this point, you just, you don't want to fall out of the playoff picture while you're missing Kirill Kaprizov. And I mean, your goaltending, I feel, has been outstanding. You know, uh, Philip Gustafson has just been remarkable. I think much better than anybody would have anticipated. So, yeah, while it sucks, I, I feel like the situation for the Wild, it could have been a whole lot worse if you weren't able to bank a lot of those points before he got hurt. Before he got hurt. Yeah. It just, it sucks though, man, because this team is playing its best hockey right now. Seriously. Like, this is their best hockey right now. And so, like, Wild fans are super stoked. They're super pumped. They're, they're just, like, they're feeling, they're like, you know what? This is what we've been signing up for and expecting the entire season. This is what we thought we were going to get. And now we're finally getting it. Better late than never. Well, late here, now we've got an injury. Essentially, Kirill Kaprizov's regular season is essentially over. Right? It's essentially over. Three to four weeks, it's essentially over. Now we just got to get him back healthy for a playoff run. But that just, it's a buzzkill. An absolute buzzkill for the wild, for the fans to look at this and see what's happened to him. So, it, 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 if anybody it, has yeah, a, it is. If anybody has an uh, opinion on it, six five one four six one nine two two six. Go ahead, Chris. Oh no, I, I was just going to say it, it. It absolutely is, and I mean now you know you picked up some forwards at the trade deadline. You know Oscar Sundquist, you know Marcus Johansson, and you know you've got uh, Gustav Nyquist, who's you know not going to be available to the end of the regular season. Uh, again, I, I just you've got guys that can pick up the slack. You, I mean, this is where you would really like that secondary scoring option, like a Kevin Fiala. But you know, hindsight is what it is. They'll they'll figure it out and just play. If you could play 500 hockey and just don't lose that good seating going into the playoffs, and if you can get Kareel back before the playoffs, then you know, I I don't think while it sucks. It could have happened at a lot worse time, and the Wild could have been in a much worse position. So I, I'm going to choose to try and look at it that way. Yeah, he's going to be out three to four weeks. Lower body injury in the victory in Winnipeg. Wild announced uh, that timeline today. Also recalled forward Sammy Walker from their minor league affiliate in Iowa. Uh, Kaprizov, 39 goals and 35 assists in 65 games. 17th in the NHL with 74 points. So that's, that absolutely sucks. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hour next year on The Lake Show. All right, final segment of Hour 1 here on The Lake Show. Want to hear something ridiculous? Sure. I know I know. Chris does. Chris yeah. loves ridiculous stuff. Oh, I love it. More outrageous, the better. Why, why do we continue to inspire our own company? And, and I say that kind of jokingly, but we have now the newest edition of the Odyssey Sports MLB Stadium Rankings, the 2023 Odyssey Sports uh, uh, Major League Baseball Stadium Rankings. And the Twins improved in the rankings. They did. They moved up uh, a few spots this year. The folks at Target Field, they're rated 18th in the country. 
home of the Twins since 2010, Target Field, 18th in the rankings for Major League Baseball. And they say, 27 years, the Twins moved back outside. Target Field opened in 2010. Perhaps the best feature of the, of the park is the center field celebration sign featuring Minnie and Paul, which received upgrades prior to the 2023 season. So you may say to yourself, well, hold on, if we're 18, which is too low in my opinion, Agreed. what's better? All right, T-Mobile Park they have at 17. I haven't been, but it looks fabulous. Uh, True S Park in Atlanta, um, that's another new stadium. They have that at 16. Okay. Angel Stadium of Anaheim, they have that at as 15, and it's the home of the Angels since 1966. I haven't been there. It looks looks okay. It looks okay. Yeah, progressive I, I, field. I, I progressive field fourteen. Um, that's the home of the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Okay, thirteen. This one now, now, now. And listen, I know that some of my my peeps from Kansas City are gonna hate me for this, but ain't no way in hell you're ranking Kauffman Stadium over Target Field. Like this is not a thing. No. And look, I spent many. I spent many a day. And night in Kauffman Stadium when I was there at 610 Sports Radio. I was there last year in the stands with some of my friends cheering on the Twins. Okay? 13? I hate when they do these lists. And this is the reason why, and I, and I stand by this every single year. They do these lists specifically with Major League Baseball. They cater to the nostalgia. Like, stop that, man. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Either I, I, the yeah. stadium's all that in the bag of chips or it's not. So let, let me let me just go ahead and fast forward. I've never been to Wrigley Field. You cannot tell me though that Wrigley Field is better than Target Field just based on comfort, getting in and out to get food, amenities. If you want to say that oh that, like just sitting there and being awed by just the atmosphere and all I, I will give you that. Okay, because I've never been to Wrigley Field. All right, full transparency. Never been. So I can, but I can, I can understand how I would be mesmerized when I'm sitting there in this old crickety seat and I'm looking at the ivy out the outfield. I can, I can understand that knowing all of the great baseball that's been played. But in terms of comfort level and just being, no, I'm sorry, man. I've I, I been to Wrigley Field. I, for me, Wrigley, it's about the history. But here's what, here's the problem that I have with this list, Henry. Either you're going to go with history or you're going to go with the newer um, amenities like Angel Stadium in, in Anaheim. I mean, that's what, what is it about Angel Stadium that makes it so special? And I mean, Oracle Park. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, the, the scenery is great when you've got McCovey Cove and everything. But at the end of the day, like what what makes that special? Uh, you know, PNC Park, I can totally understand. But you can make you can make the case that that makes it special. McCovey Cove makes it special. The same way that the wall allegedly makes it special at Fenway. Okay, yeah. Like, and, and, and you Fenway can. Park, they have, they, have Fenway, they have Fenway Park at number one. Uh, I mean, what, what, about, yeah, what, what about Oriole Park at Camden Yards? I mean, th- nothing good has happened there since Cal Ripken broke that uh, consecutive game streak. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. <laughs> oh. Is that, that, I mean, that one too far? I'm sorry. I look at Oracle Park. That looks badass. It does. Yeah, I, I getting mean, one into McCovey Cove. That looks. I mean, 
I can't rip I can't rip McCovey Cove because if we're ripping McCovey Cove, then we're ripping the baggy when we had the metronome. We're ripping uh <laughs> No way did, did you no, the, no no way did you put the metronome. The, the green in there. monster. No, uh, you're not putting the, the baggy green up monster. There. You're not putting the baggy up there with the monster, okay? This is like Sesame Street. Hey, Kirby of, told me to. <laughs> Kirby told me to. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. No, the baggy and the fen <laughs> green. Oh no. Go away. Go away. Oh, man. All right, one NBA point guard last night went off post game. He vented, and his issue was NBA officiating. But do we agree with his take? We'll get to it next year on The Lake Show.